The Brandom Podcast. Welcome to The Brandom Podcast with Brandon Jones. You can find out more about me at Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Or follow the band at BrandonJonesBand.com on Facebook and Instagram. What's Brandom anyway? Ladies and gentlemen, now the host of your show, Brandon Jones. Hey, thanks for jumping in here with me. I am Brandon, man. It does mean a lot. Anytime you guys listen to this podcast, it really makes me feel better. So thank you guys so much. I want to talk with you guys about uh, my last week or so, okay? This last weekend was kind of busy. We played a a show uh, for a Christmas party, Black Hills Home Builders, the band did. But then that morning, we had woke up early this last Saturday morning and went and cut down a Christmas tree up in the hills. Now, I live in the Black Hills for those of you that are listening from other places and uh the black hills are an amazing beautiful place but uh we also just recently in the band bought a motorhome okay so here i'm gonna tie all this together okay i bought a motorhome for the band to use and i got it running it wasn't running for a while that's a whole nother episode and then uh i haven't drove it i mean since i've purchased it we haven't even put maybe 20 miles on it i think i put over 100 miles on it and that includes the trip to get the christmas tree so i'm like we've got to put some miles on it. so we load up put the dogs in the wife in the kids in we throw up into this motorhome it's like an e350 right so it's like whatever class of motorhome that is where it's got the van front with the bed above the cab and uh we head out now our tradition um, is when we go cut a Christmas tree down, we stop by this place called the Campbell Street Cafe. It's on Campbell Street, and it's really good. And it's like old-style cafe, and I don't know. It's just we don't go there very often at all. And so it's kind of our tradition. We go there, we eat a real good, wholesome breakfast, and we hit the road. And my family's okay with getting up early. I'd say my son is probably the one that's against it the most, but he's also still not okay, or he's still okay with it. And so we were up at like seven and we, our goal was to try to leave Campbell street cafe by like eight, eight thirty, And, and it was achieved. We left there by eight fifteen. I had biscuits and gravy with some French toast. Um, my son had a huge breakfast burrito. I think the wife had something healthy like eggs and bacon is all. And, oh, she did have French toast too. And the daughter had pancakes like the kid's menu, <laughs> even though she's 16. But anyway. Uh, I'm I'm telling you all this so I could paint this picture for you, okay? When we headed up into the hills, when we left, we went up a road called Nemo Road. Now, we've been going to uh, the same spot for years now to cut down our real-life Christmas tree. And the road that we go up on, it's not a secret spot. There's billions of trees up there. But there's a road that cuts between Nemo, the town, and over to the Sugar Shack, one of the better places in the world to get a burger. Okay, Sugar Shack, Burger Joint, 385, Gravel Road goes between Nemo Road and 385 right there, or whatever that is. And I can't remember what the road's called, okay? But we always go up Nemo Road, it's a beautiful drive, everything's great, and then we cut across, cut the tree down. In the past, if we get late start, we skip Campbell Street, and we eat a burger at the Sugar Shack, because it's like the greatest burgers in the world. But I'm telling you all these details, because as we're driving the motorhome up Nemo Road, I'm like, I take a corner, right? And I'm like, mm, and I'm giving this motor home. It's running great. But I felt like, I'm like, did it just slide? Or is something loose in the front end? Now, this motorhome's got like no miles on it. It's got the opposite of a lot of miles. No miles. And so I'm like, 
I'm like, what? Uh, something's loose or am I sliding? What the heck is going on? It's early. It is kind of foggy. Um, you know, it's December. Um, so it could have, it could get, it could be slick. I don't know. So I take the corner. I'm like, eh, it's slick a little bit. That's weird. The next corner, I'll be dang if the motorhome didn't try to kind of like slide out on me, like the back end. Uh, not a lot, just like a little bit. And I was like, I think I'm gonna start slowing down. So I slow down because it's slick and everything. And, uh, there was a car behind me and I was worried about slowing down and like not them hitting me, but them getting annoyed and trying to pass me. That's what I was worried about because it was a sneaky kind of slick. Now I've, we've all seen those roads. If any of us have drove in places like this in the Midwest where we get all kinds of weather, we've all seen those roads where like the, it, it doesn't look icy. It's not quite like black ice, right? Where it's like super slick, but it's like just slick enough where you can accelerate, you can go, you could stop. But if you do any of it too fast, you know, if you're driving too fast around a corner or you try to stop too fast, you will slide. And it was, that's kind of how slick it was. And it was sneaky, sneaky slick. I like to call it. And so anyway, we're cruising up. We're just about Nemo. And this car comes around the corner and in, in, in the split second, I said to myself in my mind, that car's going way too fast. <laughs> And he was, and it was a Subaru Forester, like, uh, like that light blue, metallic blue thing color that they have. And it was a Subaru Forester, light blue, metallic thing, no roof rack. And the reason I'm saying it, I'm being super descriptive is we all just about died. And, um, thankfully to the skilled driving of the dude in the Subaru, dude or girl, honestly, I don't know. I didn't see him, but they come around the corner too fast and they're sliding. Well, he kept on the gas and he like drifted that entire corner. Like we're talking fast and furious stuff. Okay. He drifts the corner. The, the left rear of the Subaru almost hits the whole left side of the motorhome. Now I'm in a precarious situation. Uh, beside me to the right is a pretty healthy ditch, pretty deep, a lot of trees. Um, if motorhome went into ditch motorhome going to tip over. All right. And I've got two unbuckled kids, a wife roaming around, a couple of dogs. I can't, I ain't in the business of tipping over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got time for that today because people are going to get hurt. And so I'm like, well, so I didn't know in that situation as he's coming at me, do I hug the edge of the road? Which then, if he hits me and pushes me off the road, I tip over. It makes matters even worse. Or do I stay in and he's going to hit me anyways? I let him hit me, and, and it just is what it is. We're probably okay. Uh, hopefully, he's okay in the Subaru. They uh, rate really high on crash tests. Not, not all this went through my mind, but this part did where I'm like, Ugh. so I started kind of like not swerving towards him by any means, but protecting myself from falling off the edge of the road. When I see that he's kind of gaining a little bit of traction and he's going to be able to to make this corner in this drift fast and furious style. So then I take, so I sw switch a little bit to the outside. We just miss each other. You guys, it was like miracle before Christmas. And I mean, to tell you, I checked my mirror as he was going by and I, you couldn't have fit six inches between us. I mean, it was like, you wouldn't have got a $5 foot long between us. I know that much. Like it was, it was close. And then he like slid a little bit into the, uh, the other ditch. And I mean, just barely and got back up on the road and I'm, and it's like, everybody drove away from this situation and it could have went a totally different direction. And 
the dude in the Subaru probably dude girl. It doesn't matter. The person in the Subaru, I keep saying dude and I don't know why, but the person in the Subaru probably only had messed up pants. He had to have shit his pants. I mean, to tell you, he had to have. Don't you think? I don't know. Anyway, don't know who the person was, but if for some random reason you come across this podcast and or you hear somebody tell you about this podcast, thank you for being a good driver, whoever you were, and thank you for for hanging on getting a Subaru for one. Thank you. All four wheels were in action. And that Forester, it handled, man. That person knew how to drive. It was great. Yeah, I didn't even lose traction in the motorhome. Like I just hugged the corner. My daughter was in the front seat beside me. She was like, we almost just died. I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. Because <laughs> it's always, is it not the funnest thing in the world when you cheat death like that? It's the greatest thing in the world. Have you ever almost died? That is the greatest feeling. When you almost die and then all of a sudden you make it and you're like, that was awesome. Not that you want to go do it again. Sometimes you do. Boys, men, we've all been there. Some of us daredevils, men or women, doesn't matter. We've all been there. Dirt bike riding. You make this crazy jump and you barely land it, but you do land it. Nothing hurts. You're like, that was crazy. So you go do it again. You know what I mean? Almost becomes mundane, normal to cheat death. Yep. That's when you know things are going wrong. <laughs> Somebody can get hurt. But anyways, we walked up. We we hiked around. We found a tree, cut her down. It was good times. Beautiful tree. Fits perfect in her house. We've come, uh, the first couple of years we cut down a Christmas tree, I wasn't good at judging the height, you know? Or I didn't realize the size <laughs> difference between what it looks like in the hills and what it's going to look like in my living room. And there is a stark difference because I remember that first year I still had my F-150 pickup and you remember the F-150 pickups with the four door and the pickup box on the back, but really it's not a real pickup box, like five and a half foot deep. And that should have been my first clue because we cut down that tree. I threw it in the back of the pickup and a lot of it was hanging out and I'm like, wait, this thing looks huge in the pickup. We get it home and like the thing took up the whole living room. You know, the branches were so wide and, and I, I'm not a hundred percent on what tree is a tree. You know what I mean? Like a pine tree compared to like a, uh, whatever spruce to a blah, 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 whatever. I don't know. Right. I'm not a geologist. And so (laughs) I'm not gynecologist. I don't know crap about trees, but, uh, (laughs) I know that those aren't the right words, but, um, anyway, so we've come accustomed to this area that we go cut trees down. They've got nice slender taller trees we do have a vaulted ceiling so we could get a seven eight foot tree and it'd be okay you know and so we chop our baby down and we throw it up everything's perfect it's the greatest thing ever and like i said we we've learned a lot over the years this this one was perfect probably the most easiest perfect we've done in a long time and it was great we took a hike longer than we needed to we just did like a big circle for no reason honestly it wasn't even that big of a circle but that's our Christmas tree story. And nobody died. But it's fun. We almost did. And then it was scary the whole way home. We drove over to the Sugar Shack, went home, did not eat. Um, I had to go set up for that show I was talking about earlier. And uh, we, <laughs> so we took it home or took it easy on the way home. By the time I got home, I had a line of cars behind me on 385. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You don't understand the kind of morning we've been having. We almost got killed. And I don't know about you guys, but some people don't like 
cutting down Christmas trees, live ones. You know, they don't want to go cut a baby tree down, if you will, uh, from the forest that it needs it and then put it in their living room only for it to die, you know. Uh, and I get that. And I think what makes me, I like real trees. Um, and honestly, to be 100% honest with you, I would be just as satisfied with going up into the hills, standing by a tree, pretending to cut it down, taking photos, and then going home and not actually cutting down the tree. Because like putting the tree up in the house is cool, but that's not why. I do it for the adventure. I do it for spending time with my kids. That's something that I absolutely love to do. I have the coolest kids ever. I have the greatest wife ever. And so it's just cool as hell to go spend time with each other. And for some reason, we suck at it sometimes. We suck. And maybe other people can relate to this. We suck at spending time with each other, you know, and doing this, doing these events, doing something like this allows us to go enjoy each other's company, enjoy spending time with each other. And we all have fun doing it. It's like we all win. But I remember we shared a story not too long ago on the Roadhouse show with uh, Amy and myself. We were talking about what does more harm to the world? What does more harm to the planet? A fake tree or a real tree? You know what I mean? Because you're going up and cutting down a real tree or is it a fake tree? Like the material it takes to make one. And so somebody broke it all down and they said, actually, it's, it's pretty even. But the fake tree actually does more harm to the world than the real than you cutting down a real tree because the material it takes to make the fake tree uh the idea of you know somebody making the fake tree probably not in the united states so it gets shipped over here it has to get trucked to your local store or wherever you picked it up you know all the fuels if you will the fossil fuels if you're looking to be you know more eco-friendly it's burning all that just to get your fake tree back to your house you have to go pick it up drive it it's the same as you driving up in the hills to get one um or grabbing one from like the boys club or wherever you grab your real tree from same thing what i think and i've been told this and i'm not sure if it's 100 percent true but to the reason they allow us to go cut christmas tree dows and they, and they allow so many people because you have to get a permit you can't just go up and hack a tree down and go home and there's rules but the reason they allow us and i'm not 100 percent on these facts so don't quote me here but it actually does help out by cutting some of these little trees down that we will use as christmas trees it helps clear the way for other trees to grow and be more mature because right now there's so many little ones around you know we're essentially going in and and trimming for them we're doing a little bit of that trimming for them and allowing the trees beside or the older trees or possibly that smaller tree to grow up and have a bigger area to grow into. Because they won't. Because they will grow together. They Some of them might die if there's too many trees in an area. They won't grow properly. And it allows, you know, trees to grow more if we cut some small trees down. I think about that when we're cutting a Christmas tree down. Because I don't just go off and say there's one solo tree out in a little area. I'm going to go cut it down. I find one that's, you know, in an area that it's like this could be thinned out a little bit. And I find the healthiest looking, the best looking one. I also am okay with grabbing one where one side of it, the branches suck. Like maybe the tree's a little ugly on one side, but the other side's really pretty, kind of like me. And so I'm like, I'm going to grab that. Why? Because we shove it up against the wall anyway. I'll trim those branches off, put it up against the wall. They decorate it with lights. Nobody even knows. Takes up less space. 
Maybe that helps you out when you're Christmas tree hunting. But either way you look at it, Christmas, holidays, it's a great time for family and I love it. But that's my episode for today. Man, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it and I can't wait to see you all again. The Brandom Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to The Brandom Podcast. You can always subscribe, follow, and please leave some comments. Also, share it on social media. Tag me in the post. Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Got something you just gotta share with me? Hit me up on my email, brandon at catradio.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N at K-A-T radio.com. And as always, we're looking for sponsors. Love you. Love you.